All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, September 20th of 2023 here. We have a nine-game MLB main slate already in progress. Good luck to all of you playing that main slate. A number of smaller slates. There's an afternoon slate later today, a turbo slate, and a night slate. So happy to talk some small slate strategy if you guys want. And then, as always, looking ahead to Thursday night football, back tomorrow to kick off week three here but for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew i'm one of the coaches over here at saber sims the show where we go over how to use the saber sim app answer any and all dfs related questions you get your questions in one of three ways here first way send us an email support at sabersim.com second way post it live in the youtube chat third way post it in the office hours channel in our Discord server, we'll get to all the questions before the end of the show, as always. And if you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that Office Hours channel, there is a link in the description of this video. Get access to our similar channels, see when lineups are released, see when players are scratched, see when Sims run for that updated news. Get access to our individual sport channels, uh, you know, get in on the conversations, sport by sport here, get get feedback from the community, get feedback from other SaberSim team members here and get access to our release notes channels when you can see when bugs are fixed, when updates go live, etc. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But as always, uh, before we get kicked off here, want to remind you guys, if you guys are not signed up and are not participating in our weekly max challenge here, it is a giveaway slash promotion we do during the NFL season. The link to this page is in the description. You can just sign up by clicking this enter the challenge button up in the top right corner, we have weekly prizes, season-long prizes for participating. The requirements are easy. Use a SaberSim logo as your avatar in DraftKings. Fill out this form and then max enter one of the 150 max mini-max contests on DraftKings for a Sunday main slate. That is all it takes, and you get access to all of these awesome prizes here. But with that being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up, and then we are going to start with the questions that came in in the office hours channel first and then we will jump over to the live youtube chat but first question here uh kind of a follow-up from yesterday we talked a lot about geomine yesterday so i think this is a good place to get started question says i watched a few of the videos is the geomine only available for the higher tier plans great question the answer is no well kind of depends so GeoMean is available as a lineup rule for all plans here. So if you go to lineup rules, you go to add new rule, you go to aggregate. If you can, you go to my own product and then there's GeoMean right here. And then you can do, you can do no more than, or you can do at least, we talked about, you know, a floor for some of these classic slates, right? Or you can do the no more than for duplicates. So it's available as a rule for all plans here. If you want to use it as a post build, filter then you need access to custom metrics and custom metrics are on pro or ultimate tier plans so as a filtering mechanism it is available on pro and ultimate as a rule it is available for everybody here all right next question here um from joe joe said any update on preventing dupe lineups in the favorites tab? I think a possible solution could be the system will inform you of dupe lines. Five duplicate lineups have been identified, dot, dot, dot. Uh, just like a uh, kind of like a feature request here. So so I did mention this. I did take this back to the team. Uh, we've had some other big things pending here that have taken priority, but I did put this on the team's radar. So no update at the moment. But 
great, great example here. Like in our release notes channel, you're going to see like, Hey, you know, updates went live. It's a great reason to be in the discord. You can see if news comes out about a certain topic or not. All right. Next question here from the gatekeeper question says, is there a way to increase or decrease a player's exposure based off another player's lineup presence? This is a good question. So, okay. So you can technically see this, but you have to adjust it manually. So I'll give you guys a good example here. So let's go over to the afternoon slate coming up here pretty soon. And I'm just going to run 500 lineups here. And then we can talk about this. But basically the way this is going to work is with the filters. So you're going to need to use the plus and minus icons to handle this on a lineup by lineup basis. Unfortunately, you can't like set an exposure when filtered. So, so let these lineups load and then I will explain this a little bit. But it is an intuitive question. So let's say that, hey, I am playing Seth Lugo and for whatever reason, I don't want to play Xander Bogarts in lineups with Seth Lugo or I don't want that many, right? So what I would do here is I would use the plus or minus icons. So I'm going to look at lineups that have Seth Lugo. It's going to show you how many you have in your set of lineups that you're looking at under my lineups. And then it's also going to show you how many lineups you have with this player in your pool. So our pool was 500. Well, that dropped down to 322. That's telling us, hey, we have 322 lineups with Seth Lugo in our pool. And then we have 19 out of our top 20 with Seth Lugo, right? So what's going to happen here? If I scroll over to exposure, you're going to see that the exposures update when you filter. So if I click on Seth Lugo, his exposure goes from 95% to 100. So I'm looking at all the lineups with him in it. And then it's going to show me, hey, how many lineups are these other players coming in with him? So I can see that my next highest player is J.P. Crawford. J.P. Crawford is in 12 out of the 19 lineups that have Seth Lugo. So I don't I don't really see Xander Bogarts here. I see him in a number of lineups. I'm actually going to switch it up. I'm going to use J.P. Crawford, right? So maybe I'm going to say, hey, I don't want to have 12 out of 19 lineups with these two players together. So then what I would do here, first thing I would do is put the plus magnifying glass on J.P. Crawford as well. So now I'm looking at all of the lineups that have these two players together, okay? So I can see how many lineups are in my, my set here of 12. And then if I wanted to, I could just delete these, right? Maybe I don't want this many with them. Maybe I'm okay with, uh, let's say, six, right? We're going to cut that in half. So first thing is that I would not delete them from the top. These are going to be your higher-ranked lineups, right? So I'm going to scroll down to the bottom, and then I am going to start deleting them from the bottom here, from the bottom up. So I'm going to go one, two three, four, five, and then last one, six here. And then now there's going to be six lineups with them together. So a couple of things here that I do want to call out. So when I remove these filters, you're going to see that my number of lineups is 14, uh, but you're going to see that, hey, my JV Crawford exposure went down, which is expected because I, I got rid of some of those lineups with the two players together, right? So first thing you need to do is you need to re-increase your number of lineups to 20 here. The bad thing about that is that it is possible that there are other lineups in your pool with Lugo and Crawford together. 
And those can get pushed into the top 20 with those six lineups that we need to refill here, right? So when I was doing this example, uh, you know, one thing that I would do here or one thing I would suggest doing is, and, and it looks like we had six, right? So we actually got one additional lineup back into our set of 20 here that had Lugo and Rodriguez. So uh, we, I've talked about this in the Discord. I know people have been asking. We're, we're working on a bulk trashing feature here. So when you do this, what I would actually do here is I would go into my pool. I would trash all of these lineups. I'm not going to sit here and trash 99, but when we have that bulk trash feature, I would get rid of all of these. I would say, hey, you know, I want to get rid of the 99 lineups that have them together. That way, none of those can be put back into my set of 20 and any further additions that I make here. So that is how you handle it. And, and those are my tips for handling it here. But good question. Let me know if anybody has any follow-ups here. All right, I'm just going to unfilter those and then going to hit the next one from Hammer. Hammer said, I have noticed via flashback that the winning lineups had low standard deviation of less than 30 and most had negative ROI or risk-adjusted ROI. Should we be looking at filtering for low standard deviation? Um, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I've, I've talked about contest sims a little bit in this fashion where I think that some of these... Okay, so, so I've talked about the metrics by themselves, right? So what I've said is that I think that risk-adjusted ROI and ROI are very good metrics by themselves, right? The only time I think win rate is a good metric by itself is when you are playing a winner-take-all. Otherwise, win rate, cash rate, and ROI standard deviation, I wouldn't really look at those by themselves. I would rather use those in some type of custom metric that I'm creating. So I don't want to say like, hey, you know, go and go and sort by stand, low standard deviation and you know just play those lineups uh what i would say is that if you think you've recognized a certain characteristic of a lineup is is good i would work that into a custom metric right so maybe what you do here is you go you create some type of custom metric here that combines you know some of these things risk adjusted roi with ROI standard deviation, you know, finding the weights that you like, any other variables that you want to account for and, and start experimenting with that. So, so that's what I would recommend is starting to experiment with custom metrics is probably the way I would go. If you're noticing something that you want to take advantage of. All right. We had a couple of questions here about late swap in NFL. I do want to talk about this here um, just because the people asked, but so, so there were two questions here and I'm just going to post them both, but I do want to uh, just, just talk about this a little bit. So, so the two questions were, can someone point me to the best video about late swapping when they're utilizing contest sims pre-lock? And then the second question was not sure if we have one yet, but I'm interested as well. Also something that covers late breaking news like Cam Akers last Sunday. So if you guys missed it on Monday, like uh, Monday evening, we released our week two contest review video on the YouTube channel. You can go to videos or you can go to playlists and um, we will, we've been putting them in these coaches corner playlists here. And uh, we have the week two lineup review with Max and myself. So Max high stakes pro 
uh, been doing these videos with me. It's been, it's been great. We've been really enjoying it. We've been getting a lot of good feedback from the community. We talked a lot at the beginning about the Cam, Cam Akers, Kyron Williams situation, how Max handled it, how other high stakes pros handled it, looking at different players' portfolios, and then seeing, you know, where the ownership ended up coming in for various contests. So if you guys are, you know, want to hear Max talk about it, which I would highly recommend, you know, I just enjoy Max hearing Max talk about it and picking his brain, uh, go and check out that video here. But getting back to the app, getting back to Saberson. So I do want to clarify how late swap works a little bit. And when what late swap does, so for a, like for a sport like MLB, for a sport like NFL, basketball is a little different. At least it was last season. So once the slate locks, we are not pulling in actual ownership at the moment. We pull it in in contest flashback. So if you go back to any past slate here, you can go and you can see the actual ownership of the players in a given contest here. But we do have our bucket ownership, but we are not pulling in actual ownership. Um, actual scores are updating here, like live, but the builder isn't using them. So if I go to the main slate for MLB today, I can see that, you know, the slate is locked, games are being played. There's going to be an actuals column here, and then that is going to start populating for these players that are playing, right? So we could see that Hunter Green having a really good day, Nick Castellanos having a really good day, right? This is live updating, but the builder is not using this information in late swap. So right now, late swap is working, you know, very, very similar or basically the exact same way uh, with the exact same inputs as your pre-slate uh, builds, I guess, I guess I would, how I would put it. The only difference is, is that it is identifying what games have started. It is locking in those players, and then it is looking at what positions are available, how much salary is remaining. It's still using the Sims and then filling out the lineup accordingly here. So I don't think there's any difference really between doing your late swap running your contest sim versus pre-build, running your build, running your contest sim. The inputs are going to be the same here. So not a big difference there. I do think that, you know, what we identified in the week two contest review video was that late swap in NFL, people are not paying attention. So when that news does come out, a lot of people are not swapping efficiently here and you can get a lot of edge by capitalizing on that. Kyron Williams only came in at about 5% in the $555 high stakes Millie maker, which is very, very low. If that was pre-slate, he would have been, you know, one of the chalkiest running backs on the slate. So capitalizing on that late breaking news, can't recommend that enough. And then check out that video with Max and I. All right, jumping back here. Next question from Kyle. Kyle said, Going to get this one in the chat. Kyle said, brand new to using SaberSim. Trying out the tools for the trial this week. Welcome. Glad you were able to find the show. When I'm building lineups for showdown contests, am I correct in assuming the contest sims will be considering duplicates for me? This isn't something I need to be doing additionally in my process. Okay, so right now the contest sims are not accounting for duplication. So if we go over to tomorrow, to NFL here, looking at this... Giants San Francisco showdown slate here. Uh, what we do when we build your lineups is we have all of our play-by-play -play simulations. We have thousands and thousands of sims for this game. 
what we do is we go and grab a single sim, which is what happens when sim diversity is at 10. We grab a single sim, we play that sim out, and then we build the best possible lineup and put that lineup into your pool. When we, we do that for as many, as many lineups as you are requesting in your pool size here. What can happen when you do this is that a certain combination of players can come up more than once. We're not going to put the same lineup into your pool more than once. So what we do is we tally that information and we call it sim optimals. We're saying this is how many times the same combination of players were the best lineup, were the optimal lineup in the sims. And then we use that as a grading metric when we grade your lineups after they're all built with our saver score. So I will just run a build here while I talk about this. So we're counting for, you know, hey, this lineup has a very good win probability in the Sims. It's probably a good lineup to, to boost here, to play as one of your top lineups. And then we can see that here when we um, when we get into the post build, you see the Sim Optimal Summary Statistic underneath each lineup here. And then that is going to be a part of this single game Saber score. If you click the eye icon on Saber score, you can see that we are weighting Sim Optimals pretty heavily here, right? So, so that's what it's doing, but at no point is that accounting for duplication. So one thing with this single game metric is that we have a negative weight on average adjusted ownership. So we are looking at the ownership of the lineup and we, we understand that, Hey, you know, high owned lineups are probably going to be chalkier. So we are adding this variable as a way to get to lower owned lineups or to even tax the highest owned lineups. But I recommend doing additional things to account for duplication. This is looking at, you know, what are going to be the most common constructions, right? San Francisco is a nine point favorite in, or I'm sorry, 11 point favorite in this game. You know, are there going to be a lot of five, one San Francisco stacks for two San Francisco stacks? The, my favorite way to check for this is to go open a new build, switch build mode to optimizer make two small adjustments to projections and then just run the optimal and then see, you know, in the top 20 lineups, what are the most common constructions? Who are the most common captains? You could do some things with salary relief, you know, maybe avoiding max salary lineups. Like our top lineup is here using the max salary of 50 K you can do geo mean things. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, a geo mean rule, a geo mean custom metric and filter. So there are a lot of different ways to account for duplication, and I would highly recommend doing that and not and not doing nothing. All right. Question from Teddy. Question says, hey, Andrew, if I am entering multiple single entry three max contests, should I run a contest sim for each one or average out the number of entries percent to first and percent in the money? Okay. Good question here. Uh, you have options. And what I would remind you guys here is that within a build you can set up to five contest sims at once so i could set you know contest sim one here and then i could go and i could set contest sim two here right uh, you could also do this from the contest tab if you go to contests and then you go to these upcoming slates here you could right click on any of these and then you're going to get this add contest sim button and then it will fill out all the information for you you could you know two clicks of a button a right click and then a save settings, and then the contest sim is created for you, right? So just remind you guys, you know, you can do it from that tab here. You can do it from when you bring in your CSV, you can do it from my contest. That way you're getting that actual info there. And then they are being, um, they're all going to be available here, right? So I think it's fine to set 
up to five, just pick the five that you care the most about. You could set one and, you know, average them out. Like you said, you could do it to the one contest that you care the most about. So you have a lot of options here. It really comes down to what makes the most sense for your process here. Um, you know, by doing one, you lose some of the nuance from contest to contest by doing five, you, you know, get access to a number of contest sims here. The only tricky thing I would say, or the one thing I want to remind you guys is that, you know, say you have three 20 maxes when you fill out and then you run the contest sim and then you go, you know, contest sim by contest sim filling, uh, filling your contest, right? What I would always suggest is after you fill the first 20, delete those and then re and then get a new set of 20 lineups that way you're not duplicating lineups across contests because it's pretty common for a, a good lineup to do well in one contest sim and then also do well in another contest sim it might not be you know the highest lineup but it could be you know the fifth the tenth the fifteenth and still make its way into that other 20 when you sort by another contest sim metric here. So going deleting those is only going to help you to get more unique lineups in your in your portfolio of lineups, and we always recommend that. All right. Question from GM33. Question says, similarly, how do the contest sim handle this contest size discrepancy if I group them in a single contest sim? Same percent to first and percent to cash, but one contest has three extra entrants as the other. If I choose a $300 contest as the sim setting, then it will have a three times larger field for payout for the other contest. And if I pick the $100, it will be inverse. Should I separate them? So it looks like the contest sizes for these are $1,189 and $3,567. So I just want to talk about the way these work first here. So if you, if you go and look at any one of our field lineups, so for showdown, we're only going to have one set of field lineups here. If you want to look at what those look like, you go to contests, you go to ownership contests, and then you click on this Saber Sim option here. This is going to be the field lineup. So there are 5,000 field lineups. This is how we come up with our ownership projections. We run builds, and then we use the exposures from this build as the ownership projections. So with the contest sizes, if the contest size that you put in is bigger than 5,000 or however many field lineups are available, then we will sim the contest as if there is only 5,000 entrants in that contest. If there is less, like 3,567, like 1,189, we are going to randomly sample that number, the number of entrants in your contest, the number of lineups from this pool of 5,000 each time we run the contest sim. So you're going to get all these different combinations of this many, of, of the number of lineups that you need from this 5,000. So that's how it works. Um, you know, I, I get there a little bit different size here. So it's kind of up to your discretion. You could run a contest sim and just see how the lineups grade out, right? So what I would suggest probably is do a single build, go to your settings, set up the two contest sims for those two contests, run the contest sim, and then come in here. I, I would actually probably switch to compact mode for this. So if you run the contest sim, which I'm just going to run it here. So I have these three contests, right? These are going to get put underneath each lineup here. Uh, kind of hard to see. You're going to have to like scroll. It's going to be pretty hard to compare those, all things considered here, right? So like I could see uh, sim ROI for my one and then two and then three. I have to, you know, scroll under these. If you use compact lineup mode, which is a option in the top right drop down here. You toggle that on. 
you can expand this here and I'm going to get rid of my players for a minute. I'm going to expand my lineups. And then now if I scroll over here, which I'm just going to bring them over, I can see the risk adjusted ROI for all three of the contest sims that I ran. And then if I want to just move these over here to where I could see them, I mean, I don't even have to see them with the players. I don't think it makes a big difference, but I can see how they grade out. Right. And you know, these two are going to be the exact same because I set them up identically here. And then the third one. So like, if you, if you want, you know, come in here, use compact lineup mode. You can still see the rank of your lineups and then like, okay, you know, how, how similar are these ROIs coming up? You know, let's look at my first contest sim and then let's see how they look. Let's look at my second contest sim. Let's see how those look. You know, let's look at my third contest sim. Let's see how those look as well, right? So this is an easy way to compare them and then maybe you can determine like, hey, you know, probably not worth it uh, to to redo this from, to. I'm, I'm sorry, probably not worth it to separate these out. Maybe I just need to use one or, or you can make decisions from this. But I think compact lineup mode is a great way to run multiple contest sims and compare them all at once. All right, going to turn that off. Going to bring back my players table. And going to hit this next question from Skyhook. First part says, I uh, really have been loving the new updates. Huge difference in the process this year. Uh, glad you like it, man. You know, we, we put a lot of thought and, and work into trying to just streamline everything for our subscribers here. Uh, question says, what am I learning? What I am learning? What? Yeah. What am I learning more myself on is the ability to input my own field. I know I can sim against a build of my own, but is there any way to upload our own CSV of 5K lineups to sim against? Yes, there's 100% a way to do this. So what I would do is open up a new workspace, right click on it. So it says build three, I'm gonna right click. There is an upload pool option here. So what you can do is you can take a set of lineups from an outside source, open up a new workspace and save or sim, use the upload pool to bring the lineups into here. And then when you go back to your contest sim settings, you're going to see all of these different workspaces as options in the field lineups dropdown. So if I go to field lineups, I have build one. That's because build one has lineups in it. So I can sim it against itself. If build two had lineups, build two would be an option. If build three had lineups, build three would be an option. You can rename them and then, and the, the new names will be reflected. So uh, using that upload pool option is definitely the way to go for you here. All right. Uh, looks like a follow-up here from GM33. Said, I know I can control which contests are late swapped. When I late swap from the contest tab, whatever contests are selected will be included. But if I late swap from a build right-click, how do I control that? Okay, this is a good question that... I frankly don't know the answer to. So I'm going to take this one back to the team and let you know. But I think this is a solid question. So uh, controlling contest late swap via right click. And then what, what we are talking about, for those of you who, who might not know, is that in the contest tab, if you have lineups, you're going to have this late swap option up here on the right. The good news is that if you have contests, you can check the contest that you want to late swap only if you want to leave some contests alone and then late swap those from here. The bad news is that if you did any work with 
projection adjustments or minimax exposures, those are not going to be carried over from the contest screen. If you want your custom projections, your minimax exposures, et cetera, carried over, there's another option. When a slate is live, if you right-click on a build, you're going to get a late swap option. We'll basically take all of the information from the home screen here and then take it into a build. I don't know if, if you go to the contest tab and then you check the contest that you want and then you, you use the right-click option, if it will look in the My Contest and then see which contests are checked and then pull those only, I would have to check or I would even have to um, you know, practice that or, or see if that's possible, but I will find out and get back to you here. So solid question. All right. Uh, gatekeeper said, thanks. That answered my question. Yeah, man. Happy to help out. All right. Jumping over to the live YouTube chat question from Ryan. Ryan said standard plan is plenty powerful enough for me, but loving the contest flashback vids with max great content. Yeah, no, I, I think that's actually a really good point here. You know, some people, like don't, don't want to, you know, pay for the next tier. The standard plan is working great for them. You know, we're, we're almost doing the lineup review for you. Right. So I think that's great. You know, you get access to contest flashback and the learnings that you can get from it just via content. Right. So the videos with Max and I, I think help a lot of people. It helps people who are on the pro and ultimate plans to learn how to use it. And then it helps other people who don't have access to that to get better by just watching the videos, right? So we try to put out good content for you guys and glad you guys are liking it. Ryan said, will there be any SS content about NBA model, any updates or improvements you guys are making? Uh, yes, definitely. I think NBA season is about a month or less away here. We're really excited for it. And, you know, we're, we're really excited with all the new tools that we have to use them for NBA. So going to have plenty of NBA content coming out over the next month here. All right. Rough Buff Fire said, my plan includes the pool of 500. How does that compare to the plan that includes a pool of 5,000? I suppose I am at a disadvantage for NFL. So, you know, Max and I talked about this on, on the um, on the video, the week two review. And like having 5,000 lineups is great and, and you know, very, very uh, cool feature. But it's still, you know, a small number of lineups in the grand scheme of things here. I would say that, you know, you can only build 500 lineups. I would do more in the home screen ahead of time if you know you want certain things. Like maybe you always want a run back, right? I would set that up as a rule. Maybe you, you know, know through research or something that you want a certain team or a certain player. Uh, the more lineup, the more inputs you can give Sabersim up front, the more lineups that you're going to get on the other side when your lineups are built that looked the way that you wanted, that you imagined for the slate coming up, right? So the less lineups you have, I actually think, you know, the more involved you should be kind of up front and that way you can get more lineups that look the way you want. So so that's my recommendation there. But the 5,000 lineups is a pretty awesome feature. Uh, that is my favorite feature for the upgraded tiers. All right, scrolling down here. Next question says, so to clarify, the contest simulation is not populating an estimated field then when it's calculating ROI because duplication would be impacting ROI not in the build process but in the contest sim. Okay, so my understanding is that the SaberSim ownership lineups do not include duplica duplicated lineups. You can 
upload duplicated lineups. Like if you if you want to upload a custom pool here of lineups or certain number of lineups that you think are going to be used more in your contest, then I would use the upload pool feature. But the SaberSim ownership is not going to have duplicate lineups as far as I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain of that. Question says, can we sim against a larger pool than 5,000 or is 5,000 the max? 5,000 is the max at the moment. And then uh, Rough Bus said, thank you. Yeah, man. Happy to help out. And then uh, Skyhook also said, thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, glad glad you guys are enjoying the answers to the questions today. But, uh, you know, th- those are all our questions here at the moment. I know that I need to get back to GM33 here. So I will go and get some answers on that and then have those ready for tomorrow's show. Next show, 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Uh, looking ahead to NFL showdown should be a fun game here. But but until then, guys, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, I got a little sidetracked by sacrilegious saying thanks, man. Uh, so, you know, feel like, you know, a lot of love on today's show. Appreciate you guys showing up, hanging out with me, asking great questions, you know, keeping me on my toes. I always appreciate that. But until tomorrow... Take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.